Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name is Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful uh, just to be back with you guys again today. Um, and uh, as we get started, we just want to encourage you. Um, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Caleb's kind of like side-eyeing me because he's like, man, you forgot our tagline, which is, yeah, yeah, we're real, we're raw, we're relational, we're sometimes irreverent, and sometimes we do things out of order because we don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> you know, we're becoming like a married couple here because, yeah, I actually... That was the exact reason why I was side eyeing you. I was looking at that. I was like, "Hey, we forgot the, uh, yeah, got the thing." I'm on it. Yeah. As I, well as I was saying, the next part, I was like, "I forgot," and then I kind of see you just kind of like kill your head a little bit, and I, I know what he's doing. <laughs> I know what's going on here. Yeah, but uh, um, professionals always yeah. here at the oh, yeah. Growing Podcast. <laughs> Uh, we do. Uh, last week, man, we we just uh, made a few uh, stomach through that um, garbage. Um, we want to apologize yeah. to you. Uh, apparently, the computer that we were utilizing, um, which was repurposed, kind of failed and decided it no longer wanted to, to recognize our uh, our fancy new equipment. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be we'll be updating that today. We're operating off a of MacBook and it's working, so we're grateful grateful for tech that that functions the way it's yeah. supposed to. But yeah, I mean, so so for everybody who has an issue with uh, Aaron and I always pointing out how stupid other people are, there, there we go. There we go. Because yeah. it was both of us who were sitting here recording that whole time and then not realizing that the yeah. audio thing, the little meter wasn't going no. for about 55 minutes. And yeah. And then so we re-recorded. Yeah, we re-recorded and didn't realize, oh, that thing wasn't selected to our fancy schmancy new <laughs> audio board. And yeah, so we're stupid too. Yeah, today, today only, today, today, today. only. Hey, we never said we weren't, <laughs> you know, but anywho. But uh, yeah, please go back and, and like and review everything but that last episode, yeah. you know, um, yeah. <laughs> share it with your friends, your family, except that one. We're just being honest, yeah. which is what that episode was about, if you yeah. couldn't tell, <laughs> which you probably couldn't because you couldn't hear us. <laughs> Oh yeah, what's bad is uh, because yeah, like you you were you're so much quieter. It was like hardly picking you up. I'm, I'm sure. Like, and there's times I'm like up here. It was just terrible. Yeah, I that, didn't listen to it. I didn't want to listen to it. Crap. That barely <laughs> wanted to post it. <laughs> but that's our commitment. We'll put out crap even if we have to. You know, just so we're always posting something. So we for sure aren't going to record it again after twice. Oh no. But, anywho. <laughs> So today, um, today we're talking about principles um, and uh, the fact that we all have them. Yeah, we do. And we're not talking about the ones at school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should have used this. Yeah. yeah. I've got that. Where is that? There we go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Finally got to do it. I did. That yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. So principles, um, you know, we, we all operate by principles. And this one, um, kind of one of the things we talk about in um, Showing Freedom, the book we use, my book um, that we use for our program, uh, talking about our principles and our values. Um, obviously, values are what we kind of decide uh, is, is the most important to us, right? So, um, you know, family can be a value. Uh, you know, if I, I value my family, then when it comes to where do I spend my time, um, I'm going to, you know, pick family over something else. Um, you know, uh, health is a value, right? Now, principles, principles are kind of like the rules by which we live, okay? And so we all have them, but for the most part, um, we, we don't, uh, a lot of people don't deliberately choose what those principles are, right? So we, 
we either adopt them from um, you know our, our parents or our friends or um, we've adopted but obviously we see that today we've adopted them from society or culture um, but we don't we don't ever intentionally kind of think about what are our principles and um, you know what where did where did my principles come from and and are, I mean, are these even principles that I want to have? Are these, you know, I, I've just kind of been living my life as it comes to me and, and um, living in the moment. And, and so that's generally when we when we pick whatever principle, um, we, you know, so like what, so an example would be like if, um, you know, maybe uh, you made a mistake at work and, um, you know, it's, you know, it was, it was an honest, you know, honest mistake and um, you, are coming up, you know, somebody's starting to confront you about the, maybe a supervisor, but you could get away with it if you just don't tell the truth, right? And so, you know, in the in the interest in, in, in purely self-interest, you totally fib and blame it on the new guy or whatever you can do. And um, in that moment, you've decided that uh, honesty is not the main principle for your yeah. life. You know, that's I'm you know I'm going to live my life in a in a you know uh, by by truth and honesty. That could be a principle and. Um, you, you chose not to do that. So, <laughs> and you did it in the moment <clears throat> because and that's the thing. A lot of times, um, the, the number one principle for humans, uh, when we're left to our own devices is, is, is our own self-interest is our own, um, well-being, right? Whatever benefits me, whatever feels good, whatever helps me to get ahead. Um, it's our, that, and that's our, that's our sinful nature it's to, to be self-serving. And so um, that, that's kind of our default program that, we're, that we come, come with. And um, it, it takes a deliberate act, um, deliberate work to, to overcome that. Um, and that's what we're called to do as Christians is to, to stop putting our self-interest at the, high, the, the top of that principal hierarchy and start to live for Christ and, and do the things that he wants us to do. Yeah, so I always go to, I like definitions. <laughs> Webster, you know, with principles, it's a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as a foundation for a system of belief or behavior or chain of reasoning. Um, and so, you know, like Caleb said, you know, we we'll, we'll all have it. There's, there's always a reason behind what we do. Um, now the difference is we've either thought it out ahead of time or we do just kind of stumble into it. You know, what's going to motivate us um, to um, make a certain decision, um, to reason things out? You know, and, and oftentimes, like Caleb used the example of, you know, if I, if I were to ask you, hey, is throwing your coworker under the bus, um, is that a good thing? You'd be like, oh, no, it's terrible. Um, but you may make that decision in a moment if you haven't um, arrived at the conclusion that, you know, above all else, I'm going to be honest, I'm operating in integrity. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, it's kind of one of those things we need to arrive at ahead of time that if we don't, if we don't have it, um, if we don't know it, if we're not carrying that truth with us, then again, left to our own devices, we are sinful. We're selfish people. It is that sin nature, and we see it um, time and time again. Um, <clears throat> and so, again, you you've got principles, whether whether you want to or not. Um, it's kind of like you know, you go back to the whole thing that you worship something, you know, because we're we're designed for it. Well, um, principles are along the the same lines. They're they're there. Um, and being indifferent to them is is a decision in and of itself, and it's just deciding to to not operate with any type of real value or integrity. Um, and so we do, you know, in in society today, we we allow them to be um, formed by culture. Um, 
<clears throat> you can always go back to, um, I think it was a book, it's a thought process. You ever heard of the Overton window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for those of you listening, you know, the Overton window is kind of like, a, you've got this kind of, um, these boundaries, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of like, these boundaries in life. Um, television is one of the greatest examples of it. And so, you know, when television came about, everything was uh, incredibly modest. And, you know, if you had married couples on TV, they slept in different beds, all of that. And to do, if you were to, to wake up, you know, the next day and have the content we have on TV today, um, everybody would have been burning their TVs in the streets. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would have yeah. been the end of television. You can't make that jump. So the Overton window is kind of saying, it's like, all right, these are our boundaries. We're heading in this direction. So we're going to take these boundaries. We're going to, um, if we want to get over here to point C, we can't go from A to C. So we're going to go to B and we're going to shift them slightly. And we shift it to a place where it's uncomfortable. It causes strain in our lives, you know, whatever. Maybe somebody says something, but it's not enough to, you know, again, to have the bonfire of TVs out in the street. Um, just enough for people to complain and maybe some moms to say, you know, you're not watching television anymore. It's trash. Well, over time, everybody gets comfortable with B. Everybody's kind of forgot about mm-hmm. it. Actually, A is kind of ridiculous now. Why did we have married couples sleeping in separate beds? That's just stupid. Nobody yeah, does that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so so now um, we can easily go to C, but, um, but now we want to go to D, right? <laughs> so we keep making these shifts. And so when it's, uh, our principles are shaped by culture. That's what happens. Like if we haven't um, arrived at a place where we're like certain, like these are our boundaries and, I, and I'm not moving off of these boundaries. Well, culture is like way over here um, at Z <laughs> now. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. dumpster fire. <laughs> um, but um, we're not jumping from A to dumpster fire. <laughs> so um, they kind of pushes us this place like we haven't resolved and we find ourselves operating in C, you know, um, in, in this. And it's, it's away from where we would probably really want to be if we had that conversation. And over time, we get comfortable here and then we move, you know, whether it's uh, with things that are sexually inappropriate, whether it's with honesty, um, work ethic, you know, all of these things that, that are principles of life that, again, if we, we went back in time just a little bit and had on conversations before we got there, we'd be like, you know, that's bad. Like, why would we do that? That's ridiculous. I'm not going to operate. I'm not going to live that way. Um, but that's, that's why it's so important, again, not to let culture shape them and to be absolute in, in what yours are. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that nails it right on the head. And, you know, and like in, in the recovery world, I mean, the way we see that happen is, you know, it, it becomes a, hey, do you want, hey, you know, your friend has, hey, do you want to smoke this thing or whatever? And, wow, well, maybe just this once. And then it's, you know, we slowly next thing, you know, it's maybe, you know, a couple times or, well, maybe just on the weekends. And then, you know, well, what about, you know, want to, here's some other stuff you can smoke or shoot or take in or whatever, however you want to, you know, indulge and um you know next thing you know you're you're full-blown addiction and um you know wondering how you got there it wasn't again like aaron said it's not an overnight you wake up and you say well i'm just gonna you know go full bender here and do all this stuff it's um you know it's a slow incremental changes and it's because we don't have those and that's what that's what our principles principles are for to have kind of um these guardrails against these things so that when you come up against it you just say you know no this is this is a, a line I'm not going to cross. And, and um, you know, what happens, what's so hard about <clears throat> where we're at culturally is that one, like, so we don't have principles, basically, that we've chosen for ourselves anyway. We let society choose those. Yeah. I was having um, a discussion with a young lady here that's um, engaged, and she was telling me she was starting to work um, 
at uh, Lowe's here, and they were saying, "Oh, you're oh, you're getting married? Well, are you you know, are you guys already living together?" And she, no. Well, you're not. You know, like why yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. when they said that, what was so funny was they were like, "Well, um, you know, the people change once you, when you when you when you start living together." It's like, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen yeah. regardless. You know, like people, Jill and I didn't live together before we got married. It's like, yeah. we, we've both changed, you know, we've changed together and we did that as a, as a couple. It's, a, it's always worked out well. A general rule of thumb, people should change with time. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've, talked, we've covered that topic multiple times that actually you should change, yeah. right? And I mean, in a, in a good way, but I, it was just so funny to me that this person's like, well, you know, you're not going to figure that out if you don't live together. It's like, well, Regardless, you're gonna live together eventually, one way or the other. Like, yeah. and uh, you know, <laughs> well, you should do that. You should figure that out now. It's like, that's, um, but that's, but that's that creep of you know, like, well, everybody does it, you know, everybody does it, so it must be the right thing to do, <clears throat> because there's no guiding principle there, and that's why I told her. I said, well, next time they, you know, say something, say, you know, mention, well, you know, you're like 50 percent more likely to divorce you live together prior to getting married yeah um so there's you know there's a principle for you um yeah. that's actually you know backed up with numbers and data but because there's no principle then we can just go okay well if society says so then i guess i'll do that and and so we experience that creep in into um where we we begin to betray those things that we, maybe we believed at one time um maybe we you know if we're religious um we see this all the time and we're really seeing it in the church you know as we as we became more um seeker sensitive right that was the name of the movement you know early 2000s where you know maybe we should maybe we should uh you know be more inviting to people who don't come to church good idea i think that's a good idea um but then as those people came in we're like well okay these people don't you know they're obviously don't follow you know the biblical tenets like we do well maybe we should say something to them now that'll be that'll be hurtful so instead of, of us shaping, you know, the, the, the unchurched, the unchurched has shaped the church, yep. you know, and, and, and now we, we've backed away from hard truths. And so now we see the church um, just collapsing on a lot of cultural issues because they, don't want, they didn't want to offend somebody at the beginning and they've abandoned those principles, whereas the principles are, are supposed to be what holds, us, holds things firm. And so um, I can't remember where I started at on that rant, but... The point is, is that, you know, we, you have to know what you believe. You have to choose what those principles are. And then you have to do your best to make those things um, something that, that are non-negotiables for you. Now, that doesn't mean we, we're hateful about it or, you know, we, we berate other people who don't believe the same thing we do or any of those kinds. Of, or we look down on people who don't think the same way we do. It's just that it's like we just have these, um, you know, these, these, these are my principles. These are my hard lines. These are... The things that I'm going to stand up for, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to back back away from that. Um, but those things need to be based on something that's a little bit more objective, not subjective on how I feel that day, because our feelings and all those stuff change. And so um, we got to look for um, something that's true, right? And, and I can you can guess where we're going with this. <laughs> um, go ahead, Sesame Street. Yes, so, Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, you, you know, you got to begin to to turn to, to biblical truth. Um, you know, Romans twelve two says this: Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because I, I love that first part: don't don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Um, there, there's some things that you know we've talked about. Obviously, you know, one of the um, there's one, uh, this came up this past week, a young lady um, was looking at a room, um, like, you know, help from the church, or whatever, and everything, and so, you know, I looked at her and be like, hey, I hope you have a ride to the motel, um, because you can't get in my car, like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I have a principle, like, I'm, I'm not gonna let a female in my car with me alone, it's just, it's hard, no, um, well, it's, culturally, that's really silly nowadays, yeah. um, and actually, in, in some um, circles. I'm a sexist, um, probably for you know not allowing that. I won't have a meal with a woman, like a meeting. Like I'll, I'll meet with men, um, but you know it just kind of opens that door. And so I don't allow culture to shape it, and I let God transform me. I mean, I feel the conviction that I need to guard my marriage. That's, that's why I have this boundary, right? Guard myself sexually and 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 those types of things, and and make sure that you know I'm, I don't fall into to sin. And so I don't let the behaviors and customs where Honestly, the vast majority of people will have somebody of the opposite sex in their car and be alone with them. And, you know, and quite frankly, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably be fine, but I'm still not going to do that. Here's my principle. This is my boundary. I'm not, I'm not crossing that. I don't think it's healthy. Um, and so I don't let those things transform me. Um, I let God transform me, but let God transform you into a new person. So um, the thing that we lean into, again, is, is truth. Truth comes from God's word. It comes from our pursuit of him. In, in worship and in, in prayer, leaning into the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and through that, um, it says, then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the, the point of our principles and, and operating um, along a set of principles should be ultimately um, to please God uh, and, you know, pursue God's will. That, that's, that should be our goal as, as Christians, right? That, that, that's our measure. This is what we're going for. Um, be Christ-like. We see it throughout the Bible. Um, live, live a life that's holy, which is set apart. And so all of our, our guiding principles should be focused on that. The really hard part is, if that's what you're doing, um, you look different than the rest of the world. If your life doesn't look different than the rest of the world, like outside of the church, there's an issue. And, you know, unless you're in one of those seeker-friendly churches that are real heavy and your church just looks like the world, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that that's the point of our principles is we're going to look different. Sometimes people are going to look at us funny. Sometimes people are going to think we're weird and the things that we do are weird. And that's okay because our principles are not to please them. It's to please God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. If you're, you're you know, um, Tim Keller, uh, he's a pastor. He was a pastor. He just actually recently passed away. Um, he was a pastor in New York City and, um, you know, Christian, <laughs> Christian stronghold of New York City. And he said, uh, hey, they have a Chick-fil-A now. So, uh, I well, mean, things are changing. That's see, that's that's how it starts. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, kind of like when Paul went in missionary journeys, you know, he kind of set up like the, the synagogue first, you know, yeah. and, you know, start with the, the basis there. Chick-fil-A is our Chick synagogue. Chick yeah, Chick-fil-A is the <laughs> The Christian, <laughs> the Christian that, that goes forth that's right. into un, unreached people groups. You know that's why we're not making the kind of headway like in Africa that right. that we need to make because there's no Chick Fil A there. Same with China. You know we need some Chick Fil A's over in China, and uh, just those really good to see all these 
I just get this visual of all these New Yorkers like a bunch of zombies on a Sunday, like at the windows, like, why is this place not open? They're like, because it's, you know, it's a Christian organization. Like, what? I don't, I don't get it, you know? Anyway. Uh, I got off in that, but I'm yeah. glad we did. Um, and I told, oh, Tim, Tim Keller. Yeah, I was like, what? What am I talking about? Tim Keller said, if you're, um, if you're never persecuted, never persecuted for your faith, you're a coward. If you're always persecuted for your faith, you're a jerk basically is what he said and, and um uh and that's true and that's the thing it's like if you're never going to hold up to your principles if you, if you fold on your print your christian principles anytime you you get any sort of um you know pushback about them or maybe some ridicule then then i mean they're not really your principle that again yeah. that that self-preservation principle is what has risen to the top and um yeah, like Aaron said, we shouldn't we shouldn't look different. You shouldn't the way you raise your children should look different than what the world tells you you should raise your children. You know, um, the way you interact with the people at work should look different than what other people who you know, like like this talking about before this. You know, well, you should live together before you, you know you got to try it out first before you get married because nothing says commitment like a, a trial period, and um, uh, you should uh, th- th- there should be things that in. You should even experience some that some of that discomfort where you're like, man, I'd really prefer to go do. You know, there's all sorts of stuff, you know, that, that I would prefer to go do or say, or um, you know, uh, how I'd like to interact with people. That you know, I, I think to myself, man, I'd, it would be so much easier if I could just say this or do this or um, you know, that, that are counter to what I'm called to be or do as a Christian, and. Um, you know, and I have to go, well, that's, but that's not who I'm going to be. That's not what my principles are. And that's not what I'm called to be as a Christian. You have to, you have to find, decide again that those are, are kind of these um, lines in the sand that we're not going to cross. That we're going to say, I, I'm going to establish this boundary. This is a principle I'm going to live by. And it's only a principle if you continue to live by it. You know, it's, it's just wishful thinking if you're just like, well, that seems nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, we run into, I run into people like that all the time with, um, you know, I talk about all the time that I do the triathlon, and anytime you you talk about that kind of stuff, there's always you um, running. Well, I, I've always wanted to do a 5K, or I've always, you know, the, the idea of that is appealing to them. They're like, okay, well, you know, hey, if you want to come run or you know do something, I'll, I'll help you get you know get that accomplish that goal of yours, that dream of yours. Well, I don't know, I'm busy. It's like, well, then you just don't really want it. You didn't really want it. I mean, you wanted to do that like you want to be a millionaire. You know, yeah. like, it's like we all want to be a millionaire, but I'm going to continue working at McDonald's the rest of my life. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, but that's not the pathway to becoming a millionaire. It's like, so if, you know, there's wanting and then there's actually wanting. And and so many people do that. And But our principles can't be something, well, I just would, you know, it'd be really nice if I could be a good person. <laughs> it'd yeah. be really nice if I can, you know, um, I see this parents it drives me nuts. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what to do. My, my seven-year-old, all their other seven-year-old friends, they all have smartphones. I've got to get, you know, I've got to get junior an, an iPhone because everybody else has one. No, no, you don't. I didn't. We didn't. My kids somehow have made it. My, you know, actually, I, I will definitely argue that my kids are better for the fact that they didn't have um, a phone at all for the longest time and the first phone they had definitely was not a smartphone and the the phone they have now is a smartphone but it's it's heavily regulated by you know my, me and, and my wife so um you know and like i said i, I 
one of the many things I think that has helped them to become a lot better, uh, you know, well-adjusted young men that they're becoming compared to their uh, compatriots that I've been around at, <laughs> at school yeah. and seen how they behave. So, um, again, this is, it's a principle. A principle is something that we're just going to say, this is not a negotiable with us. And, and that's what um, they have to be. Like I said, if it's not, it's just wishful thinking. Yeah, and, you know, and oftentimes we kind of approach this this whole thing kind of like, uh, well, look at my hat, you know, and I'm put on this hat today. Um, a little bit later today, I'm going to go work out. I have a different hat that I wear to, to work out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one that gets sweaty and gross. And, you know, sometimes our principles are like that. And, you know, we come to, we come to church on Sunday. We've got our Sunday principles, right? And um, we're going to have our Sunday conversations and, you know, we're going we're gonna to worship the Lord and raise our hands and we're going to pray um, for the, the 68 minutes that we're here. Um, and then, you know, we get to take that hat off because, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we got to go, you know, verbally abuse the waitress now. So, <laughs> you know, we're um, flip the bird to the people leaving the parking lot. And, and those are extreme examples. But um, are they? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, but. You know, and so, so that's what now we're going to go into our, our Monday world. We're going to go to job, or, you know, go to work. And, you know, if you were to have a conversation with anybody um, at your place of business about your faith, they may be shocked that you went to church on Sunday. I had no idea you were a Christian. If you ever hear that, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. But your principles yeah. are... <laughs> maybe maybe i'm compromising on my principles a little too often yeah um <laughs> people should not be shocked you know so you you go into your your work life and these are the principles you have for your work life um well everyone around the office makes sexually inappropriate jokes you know they go out for drinks during company events and so i'm going to sacrifice a little bit in in this avenue um but it's for good cause it's going to help me get that raise, going to help yeah. me get that promotion, climb the corporate ladder. The things that truly matter. Yeah. Like later on when I'm at the top, I can change things top right. down, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, and so we go from avenue to avenue um, and we, we shift and we sacrifice. And uh, the truth be told, we're just aimless in that. Um, and we're not, we're not, we're not living a life that's defined by God. Um, we're not, we're not intentional and deliberate in the things that we're doing and when when you do that lines begin to blur um things that that truly matter they don't matter in the end and um it's it's not a, a path that leads to anything of, of substance or value and so um it's i mean god's word is it's not there to just make you feel good because you're no. you know, going through something i mean it's it's meant to, to define our life. Um, you know, God's word is described as a sword. And, and in there, there's a passage. I can't remember where right now. But it's like it's um, di it's like dividing soul and spirit, you know, joint and, and marrow. Like it's we have our, our soulish self, our, our mind, our will and emotions. And, and, and quite honestly, those <laughs> principles may just not be the greatest. Um, but God's word um, divides in such a way that that it separates and, and helps us to pursue him cuts away right scalpel precision the things that that are soulish um so that we can be the the spiritual beings that that you know live a life devoted to god like we should yeah you know and um the other thing about that um 
you know, Aaron was talking about going to work and, and everybody being surprised you're a Christian. I, one of the things that uh, modern Christian, you know, when I was growing up in the church, like <clears throat> it was a very common practice to go to go to, we would, we would say it, we're, hey, we're going to go witness, you know, and it was kind of, kind of the Mormon version of, you know, your, your mission where you, we're going to go to a neighborhood and go door to door and, you know, start knocking, hey, sir, if you were to die today, you know, where'd you go? I mean, that kind of thing where it's like very confrontational evangelism. And, and, and obviously we've, a lot of churches and stuff have gotten away from that, um, which I think is good. I, I, like I said, it, I think it helps to build a relationship with somebody before you tell them you're going, <laughs> going to hell. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't know me, but... Um, I know you're just trying to watch the game on a Sunday, but uh, yeah. have you thought about <laughs> Jesus? Did, yeah. you know? did, did you know you're going to burn for eternity? <laughs> How about those cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's probably what burning for eternity is. Like just watching the cowboys play. For... <laughs> anyway. Yo, choke, know. not play. Choke, yeah, right? Well, that's what the same thing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and that that's, uh, like I said, I that model's obviously kind of gone away, but um, we, we really haven't replaced it with much of anything. And but uh, the thing is, um, for Christians, if you, you know, if you really want to witness to somebody, you know, maybe actually live out the way you, what you believe. Yeah. And I've, I've found that to be pretty effective because yeah. people, if you actually live out the way what you believe, you know, when when you go to work and everybody's engaging in all this this stuff, the you know, all the the sexual jokes and the crass language and the behavior and the, and then you're just like, no, I don't want to, you know, no thanks, um, you know, and you, you just do that in a loving way. And then, um, you know, and people, people notice that you kind of got it together compared to everything else. And they're just like, man, what do you, you know, did you go to church or something? And you're like, yeah, I'm Christian, we go to, you know, this church and this is what we believe. And I mean, that's, that's a real simple way to open the door to, to witnessing to your coworkers and friends and, and whoever else is that, you know, actually living out what we, what we supposedly profess to believe. Um, and that's where we, um, we're, we're really, we've done really poor as Christians is again, is, you know, there's, uh, what we would, where we use is conviction is how, how much do you actually believe what we say we believe? And that's, um, if we do, if we actually believe that, we should see it, and that's what the you know the Bible says. You know, um, you know, a good tree is going to bear good fruit, a bad tree is going to bear bad fruit, and we can show up on a Sunday and profess all day long and sing the songs and say the words and shake the hands and smile and be happy plastic people, but uh, if we don't actually live that out when we when we're faced with um, real adversity, which is you know living in the world, then do we really believe that? And again, that comes back to having principles. Do you have the principles? Do you believe what the Bible says? What the Bible, you know, did Jesus come? I mean, because that's, that's, I mean, it's a real simple proposition. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's simple. Did yeah. Jesus, you know, is there a God? Did God, you know, live on this earth as Jesus? And, and do we know that because he, you know, was raised to, to life three days after dying? I mean, if, if, we don't believe that or if that didn't happen that's that's the end of the christianity discussion that it all comes down to that now if that happened then okay well then god has some demands on my life and i need to start living by them and that's where, where we get back to again the biblical principles where we we decide um i'm gonna live my life in accordance with what the bible tells me to do which is to um you know honor god with what i do honor god with what i you know do with my body honor god by 
um, finding my purpose that he's called me to uh, honor God by loving others and caring for other people. Now that, that one right there gets, um, conflated with, uh, permit everybody yeah. to do and, and, and to be accepting of everything everybody does. That's not loving. I mean, if I accepted everything my children do, um, they would be animals. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a constant battle of, you know, stop being wild. And, um, you know, it's me trying to um, domesticate these kids so they can go function as, as you know, normal human beings in, in society someday. Um, loving them is not accepting everything they want to do. That's part of loving them. And um, somehow we think, but, but as you're an adult, you know, well, it's okay. If you want to sleep with whoever, that's okay. If you want to love is love and you can marry whoever, whomever, or whatever, um, you know, well, that's just love is love. So I'm going to just love you. And, you know, it's like, well, no, I, I love you and I want the best for you, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to agree with your, that idea of the world or that that's an okay thing to do. Um, and, and so, uh, loving others is not always, is, is not accepting of all behaviors. That's those two things aren't the same thing. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know who said this, and this may be something that's common. You may look at me like yeah, everybody knows that or says that, but um, I heard this the other day in conversation. It's uh, you know, we should be uh, living epistles, um, and so you know, when we look at the epistles of the Bible, it's the, the letters. So like Paul's letters, you know, to the Corinthians, Romans, and you know, Colossians, Philippians, all of those things um, that kind of you know describe Christian life, Christian faith. Um, that being principled in God should result in you being a living epistle, that the way that you walk out, you, you are witnessing to those around you, that um, people, <clears throat> without even reading their Bible, should know the expectation of Chris Christian life and faith, um, morality, all of that, because it's it's ever-present in, in your language, the way you carry yourself, the way you handle your business, your children, your wife, all of that, right? We should be living epistles. Um, that's the type of intentionality we should have as we live out um, all that, that we're called to be. Um, and so um, there's, a, I want to share one of the verses with you. It's Matthew 7, 12, uh, Golden Rule. Um, and uh, it says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence that all that's taught in the law and prophets. Um, and so Caleb kind of touched on it a little bit ago. Sometimes we we um, misconstrue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we go. Um, <laughs> this is kind of the essence of that. It's just like, well, then we should accept everything. No, um, that's that's not that's not healthy. That's not love. Um, but due to do to others whatever you'd have them to do to you. Like, ultimately, I don't want people to accept my behavior. Um, I want people to encourage me to a good life, right? To, to be healthy um, and to truly love me, um, you know, as God loves me. And so that's that's kind of the golden rule. Matt. That, that's a principle to live by. Um, you know, Jesus also said this, you know, he went asked, you know, what is the greatest command? Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, this is the first and greatest commandment. The second, um, which is like it, is love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so those are those are principles to live by. Um, and in essence, you know, if we truly fulfill those um, in a way that that's biblical, you know, with uh, not um, defining God by our definition of love, but letting God define our definition of love, um, <clears throat> then then we'll, we'll be principled in life in a healthy manner. And it's something, again, to, to live by. Yeah, um, 
but I, I think I've said it before, but when you're talking about the God defined love, um, <clears throat> that reminds, I think I've said this before, but, uh, um, I heard somebody say this and I was like, oh, that's really good. Rick um, said it a few weeks ago. I hate to give him credit on anything, but he had a message. Oh, it was like last month really talking about that, that, you know, in society, um, we, we have our definition of what love is and then we decide well this is love god is love so god must be this yeah. rather than god is love so love must be this <laughs> yeah um the, the thing i heard was um you know god is love but love is not god um and i was like oh that's good because that's what what we've well love trumps all you know as we yeah. see all these these stupid cliche signs where you know love is love 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 triumphs overall and all you know and, and, and usually it's all in, you know being taken out of context by yeah. one particular ideology that we won't get into but um but th that's what we're talking about it's like yeah no love is love is a lot of things but love you know just loving and, and, and this is our especially in the, the big c church has been our escape hatch for accountability yeah well love you know love is love and we're just gonna Everything is permissible as long we just gotta love each other. We just gotta love each other. It's like, no, that's like the Bible. Yes, the Bible tells us to love each other, but the Bible also tells us to, you know, live in, in accordance with God's precepts and, you know, His principles and 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 to uh, to confront and encourage um, each other when we don't do those things. And so, um, yeah, that that's that, a. It's a big, it's a big lie straight from the pit of hell where we're, you know, Satan has co-opted love, because um, that's what Satan does is he takes everything, you know, the good and the, be the beautiful and the true, and he and he perverts it, and to use in order to get us to, um, to to rebel and to not live in accordance with what God calls us to, and and this is one of the most pervasive things that he's done here lately is is to to hide under the cloak of of love. So, so we can use that as a justification to, you know, indulge in whatever makes our hearts happy, and um, which is exactly what you know Satan wants us to do. And so, um, right. So, so principles, uh, you know, you, number one, you need to they need to be based on, on the Bible. So, um, I want to touch kind of what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was searching through, um, you know, because we do misconstrue it so much. Psalms five. Four through five says this, Oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. You know, even that, we, we come at this place, you know, God um, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. And there's truth in that. I don't want to diminish the truth. Right. Um, but we get so heavy in that to a place of fault. And even here in verse five, Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. What? Like, yeah. God, God hates? That's pretty strong. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And so um, it's why it's so important, too, that um, not to take things out of context, not to um, just uh, cherry pick, you know, and, and am I saying, you know, God hates you because you do wrong? No, I, I truly believe that God um, loves people. I mean, he's, the Bible's clear. Yeah, and for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, you know, so we have the clear evidence. But things like this can't be ignored, um, and especially if we're trying to justify wrong behavior because God's love. Well, it's okay that I just stay this, this way or do these things that are wrong because God loves me. Um, so if that's the type of, you know, 
path you're trying to take and, and those are your principles be sure again you take scripture as a whole um and in in order to do that i wouldn't pass over things like that again therefore the proud may not stand in your presence for you hate all who do evil you will destroy those who tell lies the lord detests murderers and deceive i mean i mean there's there's things like sin's a big deal to god yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's not an insignificant thing so yeah you know the thing is too yeah God is, is just, right? God is justice. Because love is just. Yes. And so I think it would be funny if you start, you know, well, God is love. Well, if we started replacing love with justice, <laughs> it's like that would paint a much different, maybe we would yeah. take things a lot more serious. We're like, God is justice. Justice is justice. You know, and it's like, <laughs> okay, well, maybe I should be a little bit more serious about the, <laughs> the yeah. principles I'm living out in my life. I mean, there it seems a little bit more firm. Um, <laughs> But God is just, and God is is, is is a God of justice, and and you know, and God is going to give you, you know, ultimately um, what we deserve, and He's giving you an opportunity not to uh, endure that punishment. But if you you willfully decide, well, I'm, I'm going to live totally anathema to you, then um, God's like, okay, you know, have at it, yeah. and He's going to let you. He's going to let you reap the rewards of that, and um, you know, and so. Uh, that's that's kind of again what we're called. To, we're, you know, obviously, we're not called to dull out the justice, but we're called to confront. Hey, probably we shouldn't be living this way, um, because you know, at the end of this thing, there's there is going to be, you know, a, a kind of a reckoning of, of our lives, and and God's going to make that decision for you, and um, you know, you have a, it's a simple choice, and, and so making that you know, and again, as we go back to you know, obviously as Christians, we believe well, you just you know, you make a decision to accept Jesus as salvation and you're saved. You're not saved through your works, but if you make that commitment, then and, and then don't live that out. Did you make that commitment? Did you actually make that decision? And the, the illustration we always use is you know, if I get married and then just go out and act like I'm not married, did did I did I mean any of the things I said? You know, in front of the pastor and the, the church and all, the, and, and my my wife when we went through the our marriage ceremony. Well, I would I would argue maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, again, principles matter, and, and having principles and being deliberate about our principles matter. And and, and you know, it's important that we again uh, base those on on what the Bible teaches us. And the only way you can do that is actually read your Bible. Uh, and and start to understand what your faith calls you to, to do and to be. Um, so that means you're going to have to move outside of the uh, the Sunday Christian, then um, you know actually feel some conviction. Actually start to. I might have to give more than sixty eight minutes a week to my faith. Maybe seventy. Maybe we can get to seventy minutes. Just, to start uh, the... <laughs> I just don't know. Well, stop um, watching the Cowboys because that's a waste of time anyway. And... Yeah, salvation just <laughs> seems costly you know yeah live out a godly life i mean i know he, gave, he, gave, friends. he gave everything and i'm gonna have to give like 50 something hours a year yeah plus yeah. Dang. you might have to Dang. you might have to uh you know not post all this the crap on social media and or you know maybe get a little heat from from yeah. your you know atheist friends on social media because you yeah. you know post you know, god is good or something i don't know i'm just saying it yeah, is you I might think, have to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of trouble for your for your yeah your i think efforts. it's in romans but it says this you know if you uh believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that jesus is lord you'll be saved um and so oftentimes we really do pass over that if that jesus is lord yeah. um which is an authority um he's, you know. he's my co-pilot yeah <laughs>
So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, as we, as we're kind of wrapping up, I, just to give you some kind of practical applications on this. So like, what does it look like, you know, living out life of principles? So like, you know, as, um, in, in the, again, as in the, um, the area of recovery, cause you know, that's obviously what we're talking about mostly here is, is, you know, you, if you're going to start, start trying to break whatever your struggle is, then, then we start setting up some principles where we're saying, Hey, I'm not going to be hanging around these people that, um, you know, my new way of life, my new, um, kind of conviction is to, to change the way I'm living. And so I'm going to stop putting myself in this situation because it's just not godly. I'm not going to be around these people or in this environment, um, because that's, that's against what God calls me to. I'm not going to, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to start caring about my body, which God has given me the, the abilities and the talents and the the physical capacity to to live on this side of the earth I mean, that's a gift from god and i'm going to start honoring that by not destroying my body i mean that's so so that's um in the, the realm of recovery that's how that looks you know in, in our marriage i'm gonna i'm gonna put my spouse above myself um i'm gonna uh, you know uh you know stay committed to um the the promises and the commitment that i've made to to my spouse i'm gonna um, you know, the, those are just some, some of the kind of the principles I'm not going to, you know, and that means I'm not going to talk bad about them behind the back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, be jealous or I'm not going to hold grudges and, and, and all the stuff that typically tears all these marriages apart because we don't have any sort of guiding principle other than I'm, I'm trying to just get mine. Um, when it comes to, to being a parent, it, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to do what's right for my children in a, in a Christian based home home not what all their friends do you know um here i'll you know again uh, you know cell phones and social media are not good for kids there's there's that's no just, that's just ridiculous i yeah, know there's no <laughs> evidence to support that <laughs> yeah it's just not there's no there's no good basis for any of that stuff so um i'm not going to expose my kids to that you know my, my kids don't have you know luckily my my uh, sons have never asked me. I don't think. Hey, can I have a Facebook? No. I mean, they've never asked me. I mean, the answer maybe because I already know the answer is no. Um, but social media is not good for kids. Um, you know, having, like I said, the smartphones and stuff, access to all sorts of stuff. Um, well, you can't do that. You can't. You know, they're going to get to it eventually. Yeah, eventually. When my kids are older and they they have the capacity, and hopefully, I have taught them the ability to discern and to challenge. Um, the, the crap that the world's going to throw at them. Yeah. Then they're going to get exposed to that. And then I, hopefully again, I have inculcated in them the principles and the, and the discernment and able in order to be able to see through that BS. And, um, uh, that, that's my hope and prayer. I hope they do. And I hope they, and I hope it's, uh, you know, if it's somebody like a, if they're at college and some, you know, classmate is the one who, you know, tries to challenge, I hope they just destroy them. <laughs> I hope I have given them that ability. That is my hope and prayer, is to make them, you know, to, and that's, that's what, what we're, we're called, called to do. do. We're to make, make the, 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 the world, world look foolish. And, and that's, that's, I sure I hope, hope they do that. Yeah. Um, so, 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 you know, you know as, as a parent, parent I'm, I'm not going, going to give them to the whims. That's, that's, that's our, our principles, principles in our home. We're, we're going we're gonna, to raise, raise our kids, kids in accordance with um, what the Bible, Bible says. And, and teach, teach them to love, you know, teach them to love people that think differently, but to not accept everything that, Everybody, Everybody says, says it's okay to do. I mean, that's that's, that's what, what that's what, what that, that looks, looks like. Parenting with principle. Um, any other uh, areas of life that you know? Well, like, like I said, we, we talk, talk about work. work. You know, I'm not going to engage in you know the the sex jokes, or I'm not going to 
go out and get get drunk at the the Christmas party because that's what everybody Everybody else does. Well, I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. I'm called to be be different. different. I'm called to be be separate. I'm called to be the salt of the earth. earth. The salt salt is the saltiness. What's the good? You know, what's 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 it worth anymore? So, So, um, yeah. yeah. Anything else on principle? It sounds solid episode. episode. Hopefully, Hopefully we, 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 we recorded it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the audio, audio looks good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just excited. It's just, just quality, quality stuff, stuff here. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want to close with passage John 13, 13 uh, 34 through 35. So, so now, now I'm giving you a new commandment. commandment. Love, love each, each other. other. Just, just as, as I love you, you should love each other. other. Your love, love from one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Um, and so... so um, it's not, it's not stop the love, love of the world, world again. It's, uh, it's, it's love, love is defined by God. Um, love, love each other as I love, love you. Um, that's sacrificial. sacrificial. Um, that's love, love that's tied, tied to justice. justice. <laughs> like Caleb, Caleb touched, touched on. on. Um, and so what, what a, what a, obviously it's, uh, it's a principle to live by. Comes straight from the Lord, man. Just uh, imagine that. Yeah. No, not, not from the Kardashians. Well, I can't just pick and choose what part I want to leave and not believe. Nope, not at all. Because that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, man, we, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, like, share, comment, all the things um, that help grow this platform. Um, and uh, send the episode to somebody you think that can benefit from it. Um, if it's blessed you, share that blessing with others. But uh, we are grateful for you guys. Thank for uh, enduring through all the transitions and in the garbage that we put out last week. And, um, be sure. Again, uh, check us out on social media. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, uh, reach out to us personally. Or, you know, if you're not local and you don't know how to get a hold of us, you can always reach out to the church office here at 988-283-2221 or info at cedarpoint.church. But uh, we'd love to see you right back here next week.